Hello, and you are back in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. This is our Herdy Herd episode, and today we'll be discussing why a possible Biden impeachment doesn't matter, and neither does the Biden administration's attempts at virtue signaling. So we're going to get right into this. This is a big political episode, and specifically we're talking about the Biden administration. So we're going to get right into these uh, basically three things we're going to discuss. And the first one is being uh, another impeachment is on the line possibly. So if you don't know about American politics, I will inform you that the House of Representatives is Republican controlled, which is the opposing party to the president. Bill Biden's a Democrat. If you didn't know that, if you live under a rock, I am informing you that that is the case. And as such, the Republicans do not like uh, the Democrats, or at least they, they pretend to, uniparty and all of that. But anyway, we were in this narrative, Republicans don't like the Democrats and vice versa. So uh, the Democrats impeached Trump when he was in office two times over a whole lot of nonsense. And now it seems like the Republicans are urged to attempt to impeach Joe Biden. So what will happen is that the Republicans will put these articles of impeachment in motion. The House will barely pass it. And then this will go on to the Senate where you'll have a trial where Joe Biden will be on trial for various things. It'll probably be related to his business dealings with Ukraine, a lot of stuff involving his son and, and all these sorts of things. There's a lot of very unethical and definitely, I would say, illegal stuff that he's uh, <laughs> engaged in um, throughout his political career. That would include his presidency for sure. But of course, you know, it's all covered up and denied because he's got a D next to his name and he's doing um, basically the rubber stamp for whatever the uni party wants him to do. So he's definitely going to be protected. But anyway, this would go in front to the Senate and the Senate would basically hold a trial where the 100 senators are jurors. Uh, and then if two thirds, which would be 67 of the senators, vote to impeach Joe Biden, Joe Biden would be impeached. And this would be, if that were to happen, it would be the first time in American history that a president who's been impeached has actually been convicted of the impeachment has been removed from the presidency. That's uh, never meaningfully happened. So you had Bill Clinton, who was impeached back, I think it was 99. Um, he was impeached. He passed. Of course, Trump was impeached twice. Um, he uh gave through both times and then before that was the 17th president of the United States that was Andrew Johnson after um, Abraham Lincoln he was very unpopular uh, for, for a variety of reasons I won't get into that but it was by one vote he didn't get impeached and it was really a very political thing that he was um, basically set up to have broken something that the Republicans wanted him out at the time. But it was a very complicated thing. But anyway, by one vote, he was not impeached. He served out the rest of his term, and then he basically uh, fucked off from politics for, for the rest of that because his political career was over after his uh, short-lived presidency where he just basically served out the rest of Lincoln's uh, second term. He was voted in for, I believe, yeah, yeah, I believe that was the case. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Uh, none of this really ma matters in terms of, let's say, Biden does get impeached because most likely um, it will fall down party lines for in the House and the Senate where uh, you'll have um, you, you aren't going to get 67 senators to vote. You'll have maybe um, if you're lucky, all the Republicans and that's 50 um, vote to impeach. Um, Joe Biden, and then you'll have all the Democrats support him. So it'll be a, a split vote, and you won't have um, you won't, you won't have them get get impeached. Uh, you won't have them 
be convicted of the impeachment at all because you need to for 67 in order for that impeachment to happen. So one, this is really just all political play to distract people, to make it seem like the Republicans are holding this administration accountable and all that. It's all nonsense. Uh, it's just, just like I said, it's just political theater to keep the lemmings entertained and to think like, well, if Joe Biden gets impeached, that's going to solve things. Well, then Kamala Harris becomes president and things don't get much better. And let's say you get rid of all those people and Jim Jordan becomes a sitting president. It's not like things are going to get any better. These are all uniparty um, establishment leaders and they're going to lock lockstep and key with what the UN, the WEF, what media matters, but all these big legacy institutions that hate the average person want them to be uh want them to own nothing and be happy about it that's what they want and want you um living in the pods and eating bugs that is what they want that's what they're pushing for and that's what all the talking heads are um getting paid to push behind the scenes and if biden guts out the way they're just going to have a another guy take his place and push that which is the same thing you're you're going to you're seeing uh in academia as well you're seeing um it was the upenn president who stepped down um people are celebrating that whoever's going to replace her is going to be just as bad and the culture uh in uh, academia is fundamentally flawed the same thing with with the uh with the state you know institutions of course being anarcho-capitalist they say tear it all down um to the ground in a peaceful manner and we have a uh, individualist uh, volunteer society that that would be the best thing but you know boy can dream can't he that's I mean the preferable thing but you have such a broken fun you have such a broken flawed culture on Capitol Hill that no matter who's um, the head of it is going to be this broken system that's going to just make things worse for the average person and that is the issue that I have with thinking this um, in impeachment of biden is going to do anything if it even one happens even if it even happens in the house and it gets passed through the house which decent chance it doesn't you could have some republicans defect uh and not vote it and you basically need all republicans in, in lockstep with it which i'm not even sure they can do with how weak and ineffectual the republican party is and then of course let's say it does pass through the house like i said you need 67 senators to vote for and there is no way in hell that's going to happen so this is just going to be a whole bunch of nothing basically like it was with the trump administration it's just more like i said political theater and that is the best way to describe it and next we're going to move into more theater virtue signaling so initially this was a dog is barking if you heard that i'm sorry but initially um i saw this headline where the biden administration is going to be celebrating hanukkah because they're um, scared of anti-semitism rising of course we talked about this in the last episode i believe so uh uh check yet yeah, i believe we talked about this in the last episode number 32 with uh academics um being all defending uh genocide i was just talking about the uh, president, former president of UPenn who resigned because of she was she and her um um I guess colleague at Harvard were defending these students who were all in on um saying the Jews should be genocided because you know the whole Palestine Hamas war or the Israel Hamas war and of course you see a lot of people who don't like the Jews now of course you know a lot of this comes from young urban um lefty college campus um you know, types who are viewing this as a race issue, who view this as being part of BLM. Now, of course, 
they're going to basically ignore all those people and say this is some white nationalists who hate the Jews and that's why uh, they're doing this and that's where all the anti-Semitism is coming from. I would bet my bottom dollar that that's what they're going to focus on, not focus on um, all the Wokies that don't like the Jews. No one likes the Jews. It's basically, it's like libertarians. No one likes libertarians, no one likes the Jews. Uh, so, but they're going to focus on that because any chance they can get to, you know, make it seem like white nationalists are the biggest problem in the universe uh, and they're going to be the death of us all is a chance that they'll take. So I imagine that's what will happen during these Hanukkah celebrations. But this is all just... Um, virtue signaling to say, hey, we're good people, we care, we, we um, you know, are, are these moral uh, actors, as I, I've talked about this before, the concept of moral capital, this is just a very weak attempt at trying to prove that they have the moral capital by doing these sorts of things, and another attempt, this is just happening today, uh, going down that Zelensky and Biden are having a press conference where, you know, Zelensky is going and begging for money from the U.S. taxpayer and the U.S. government because he just needs that money so badly to piss it away on God knows what. And, of course, they're going to go and say this is a battle for democracy and freedom and the Russians are evil and Putin's a fascist and whatever. You know, it's just more virtue signaling. Say, you know, the poor Ukrainians just need our money so bad when people can't um, afford rent or gasoline or groceries these days. They need to, you know, have their money be taxed from them. You know, income tax before they even get their checks um, in the uh, in their bank accounts. That money needs to be withheld from them and then sent to uh, Ukraine because, like I said, Zelensky and his uh, and his cronies need that money much more than you do, um, single mom in the inner city working two jobs just to keep food on the table, or basically anyone else in this country who's uh, got to work um, to put food on the table. And as you know, for committing the sin of working, they have to pay income tax, right? And that income tax money goes to uh, the federal government. The federal government gets to spend it on whatever they want uh, because it's their money now, right? And they're going to choose to spend it on Ukraine if they can get it through the House and the Senate again, which they might not even be able to do with how ineffectual this whole system is and how much infighting there is in the Uniparty. That is the one good thing about this country is it's very hard to do anything um, with this government and that was by design it's just uh, it's creeped up so much that there is just so much um, theft and regulation and extortion by the state that the founding fathers never really intended to exist uh, in the first place and it's been detrimental for our society and you're seeing these um, end results and of course you're trying to distract you from how bad and evil the state is by doing all these uh, virtue signaling attempts to say hey we're good people we're not fucking you over we're, we're not doing any of the bad things that we're doing we're, we're just trying to help Ukraine because they're fighting for democracy we're just trying to get everyone to get along so that's why we're celebrating hanukkah it's not because we use israel as a forward operating base for our empire building in the middle east no it's because we we really care about making sure no one's anti-semitic it's all just a ploy it's all just theater they have an agenda at play they want to build the american empire um as opposed to letting the bricks um empire take over the world they want the american empire and the petrodollar to be the dominant force and they're using they use israel as a forward operating base in the middle east in order to do that and also ukraine is basically a way to keep russia 
um, in very much in Eastern Europe as opposed to creeping up into all of Europe uh, as well. So that's why Ukraine plays into it. And also Ukraine's got access to the Mediterranean Sea and those warm water ports. That's why Russia annexed Crimea. Doc and I have talked about this um, in Hamde Popri that a lot of these are, are strategic wars all over extremely lucrative geographically advantageous trade routes with, uh, like I said, the Mediterranean Sea and the uh, Suez Canal. Uh, access to that and, and allows you to ship stuff all over the world if you have access to those warm water ports and those canals as well. And that's why we, we did a lot of empire building in the uh, in the in Latin America to get access to the Panama Canal as well because that opens up a lot of trade routes as well. You don't have to go all the way for South America and just go for Panama um, as well. So that that's why if you you look towards uh, history and why we did the things that we did, why you know any empire did things that they did, wars are just fought for survival and advantage. And if you're an empire, you're always trying to get that advantage over. Everybody, in order to survive, you're always building that empire. You're always expanding and getting more resources and military forces and, and, and whatever it is to have the most amount of chess pieces on the board so you can take out basically anybody. And at that point, you don't want anybody left standing, so you just win the game. And that, that's really what the end game is. You, you both have these two um, imperial forces at play, and they want to be the only one who has all the chess pieces on the board. And that's why um, all, all these sources, that's the desire to do that is where all these things are stemming from, whether it's the wars that we're pushing and also the propaganda that's coming to keep the public um, not necessarily on board of these wars, but just to the point where they either just don't care about it, completely tune out for it, and you get enough people who um, support it on basis of being the moral thing to do, right? People putting the Ukraine uh, flag in their bios or the Israel flag in their bios because there is this moral imperative to do these sorts of things, to, you know, take it to Hamas because anyone, because Hamas is... A terrorist organization. I'm not saying that they aren't, but you know, if you have, if you're at all against Israel, or if you don't 100% support the idea, if you're just a terrorist sympathizer, and if you are like, well, maybe we shouldn't be sending Ukraine all this money. Well, you, you just are a Putin boot bootlicker, right? Uh, all these sorts of things. So if you get people like that, then it's proxy support for these wars, and they can keep doing the empire building, and that's really what they are trying to push onto. Uh, the population, just justification to build their empires, just justification to do all these sorts of things. And they use this concept of moral capital to get the leftists to basically be pro-war. And I'm going to leave it there. So I hope you enjoy this one. And we are going into the outro now. Thank you for being in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. Be sure to follow my Substack, velvetroompublishing.substack.com, to read Machine to Man and all my other projects.